You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, hey, there you go. There's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets, whatever the problem might be, like this guy sitting next to me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, animal behaviorist, dog trainer. That is what he does, <laughs> sitting on the far side. Oh, hi. Hey. I'm too busy drinking over here. My uh, name's Matt. How are you? Matt, Matt Fox. Fox. <laughs> normally, Sam Nork is pushing the buttons for us, but we're here today, like we normally are, recording at the uh, Detroit Shipping Company, Podcast Detroit Studios, but uh, there's somebody in the studio. They wouldn't let us in. Who's in the studio? I don't know. It's I think it's the show about bras. But we're here at the, the Detroit Shipping Company doing the, the podcast out on the deck. So uh, a little bit of a, a live animal talk, as it were. And uh, just kind of hanging out because there's dogs here. There's dogs all over the place. Brian, did you see them? Yeah. In fact, uh, you, you see that one little tricolored pit mix? Yeah. That's mine. Oh, That's man. Mine. It could very well be going home. It's the sweetest dog, and there's, I saw a few of them in there. They're, for, uh, they're ready for adoption, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. These dogs are, are ready for the adoption. It is a, an event today with uh, it's puppies and pints, or pints and paws. Or, <laughs> I should have pre-read that. Pints for pups. P- pints, pints for pups. Pomeranians. Pints for Pomeranians. Uh, no, it's pints for pups. It's uh, the Alaskan Brewing Company and the Detroit Dog Rescue, and they're all here raising money for the Detroit Dog Rescue. They do some amazing work in and around the city. It's, it's pretty phenomenal, the things that they do. Well, we need to talk to these folks. I have lots of questions. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get Dustin from the Detroit Dog Rescue to come on over and talk to us. We're also going to talk to uh, some of the people from uh, the Alaskan Brewing Company. Um, they're all about the animals, too. they got a big love for the animals and for the pets, and so they, they're going to sit down and, and talk to us as well. Alaskan Brewing Company, huh? Now, are they lost? I mean, we're in Detroit. <laughs> they brought it with them. They really did today. Did they bring it with sled dogs? <laughs> it's uh, Yeah. So Alaska is uh, kind of far away. I'm kind of curious if it's just the name or if that's where uh, everything is created. I'm really kind of curious to find out. Long time ago. I actually lived in Alaska. Long time ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm anxious to listen and hear. Matt's and kind, of a, kind of a native when it comes to that. But we're going to pull Dustin in. Uh, and have him slide on over and chit-chat with us. And uh, Matt, why don't you slide in there? Yep. And uh, Dustin is uh, a dark-haired fella, younger, the younger cat. He was by the T-shirt table. All right. Because we'll uh, right the Detroit Dog Rescue, they have a whole bunch of swag here along with the puppies. They're selling T-shirts. And they do. Because they've they, they got to do everything they can to, to raise money. Do they, they have go- socks? Do they have socks? Do they have uh, dog socks, socks or well, people socks? I'm, I'm kind of cold. I want socks. Cold. I'm kind of warm, actually, on the second level here at the... It is uh, kind of steamy here. So, but yeah, we got Dustin to, over to join us. Dustin, talk right into it. If you want to pull it off there, you can, or if you want to just... Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? How you doing, Dustin? Get right on it and talk right into it. Sweet, right perfect, into perfect. perfect. Nice and close. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin, it's the, the Detroit Dog Rescue... Uh, you guys are here at the Detroit Shipping Company, yeah. raising some money, as you do. It's like that's half of your gig, right? It's half dogs, half fundraising, because you got to you, pay for it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys are professional fundraisers. So you're here, but you're adopting out some dogs, too. 100%. So, Dustin, what do you do at the Detroit Dog Rescue? 
At the Detroit Dog Rescue, I am the programs coordinator, so I help make sure everything runs smoothly. Uh, we're a really small team, so all of us are really involved in everything. So on one day, I'll be at an event like this. One day, I'll be out with another team member in the streets saving, saving a dog. One day, I'll be on outreach, and one day, I'll be at the vets. So awesome. at the Detroit Dog Rescue, is it a, is it a network of folks who, who house pets, or do you have a facility that you have to raise money to keep it running? Yeah, it's both, actually. So we have our own shelter down in the city. It houses a maximum of 24 dogs at the moment, and they're all uh, in getting behavioral training. We make sure everyone is getting ready to go into a house. And then the rest of our dogs, we have 80 to 100 at a time, are in foster or boarding or veterinary care. Okay. Wow. I see uh, three puppies in there. Do you usually mm -hmm. get puppies, or is it... Kind of a mixed bag, older pet, pups, younger pups? It's a mixed bag. Um, we find puppies a lot of times. We, we push a lot of spay and neuters on the outreach because a lot of the stray dogs are unaltered. So sure. you have two stray dogs, all of a sudden it takes one heat cycle and you've got eight puppies. Yeah. So a lot of the times we end up getting both that mom and her puppies. And so we adapt them all out and get them fixed so we can help solve the problem. So the ones I saw, they look like 10 weeks, 12 weeks old. How old are they? I believe so. Our adoption coordinator can answer that question better on the specific dogs. And they're, they're up for adoption right now? Absolutely. They're up for adoption. So what's the process to adopt a pet? Do you do a background check? Because if so, I'm out. But <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> well, it depends how thoroughly we'll search for you. We can make an exception, I'm sure. Uh, well, our process is normally you go on our website or you come to an event like this. You fill out a short application for a specific dog or two, and then our adoption team will reach out to you and help make sure it's a good fit. If it's not a great fit for that dog with your house or with somebody else in the house, we help find you a different dog. Like I said, we've got 80 to 100 at a time, so I'm sure we can find a good fit for everybody. So you have, uh, do you have an evaluation process? Because not every dog is suited for every household, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So what's, what's that process like? So also, it really depends on the dog. You'll see at our adoption events, if you look at the cards on the dog, it says what they're good with. Some dogs aren't good with other dogs. Some dogs are a little too energetic for smaller children. So depending on what the dog's needs are, we'll check for those things in the house. We'll ask, do you have a cat? This dog is a little too energetic to have a cat. Someone might get hurt. Sure. This dog is fine with cats, so we'll just do a home check. So a lot of the times... It just depends on what the dog's got. If they've got more needs, we'll do a thorough check. A lot of times, we'll always bring the dog over to the house for a home check. We'll see how they do with, you know, your door. Sometimes they don't like your stairs, you know? So sure. you just got to find those specific things to make sure everything works out well. So with the group, with the Detroit Dog Rescue, what's the most urgent need? Is it, is it blankets and food? Is it just cash? What do you, what's the, the, um, the main focus? Well, cash always goes a long way because it's, you know, we can use it for what we need most. Uh, the best thing is to go on our website, go to our donation wish list. We have a list of all the things we need there. We have an Amazon wish list, and that's where we put like more specific things like, oh my goodness, we really need some cleaner detergent for the floors at the shelter. We'll, we'll put it on there, and people can just donate it and get it shipped right to us. Okay, you know, it's curious, though, because I saw on your website there's like a registry at uh, one of these fancy kitchen places, like cutlery. Is uh -huh. it really... So those are our, I'm kind of smelling a rat here. Yeah. <laughs> those are our donation drop-off locations. We've got oh, a lot okay. of friends around the city and metro. Um, so those are just places where if you live far away from the city and you want to drop off some blankets or something you bought, you can go on the website, 
click on donation drop-off locations and go wherever is closest for you. Wow. Awesome. So how long have you been around? How long has the Detroit Dog Rescue been around and how did it start? Yeah, so Detroit Dog Rescue has been around since 2011. Uh, there was a small group of individuals that decided, you know what, there's a huge dog problem in the city and we want to go be a part of fixing it. So they ran around, they drove around, they brought hype and got a lot of people involved picking dogs off the street, picking dogs out of animal control. Uh, in 2014, I believe it was, we finally got our official shelter started. And that's, I believe that's when we got our 501c3 nonprofit status. And the rest is history. All right. You know, give us an idea of uh, how many dogs you pick up on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. I mean, everyone knows that these shelters exist, but how, how big is the problem? So the problem is expansive. I'll say when we started, the biggest problem was the stray population. There was a lot of packs of wild dogs running around, um, and that was a danger issue. Nowadays, there's less packs and there's more individual dogs, dogs that people let out of their house, dogs that got out of the house and couldn't be found. So we're making progress, and now we're in the end stage where we're trying to bring information out to the people. We bring a lot of resources on our outreach program, and we spay and neuter people's dogs for them while bringing them help so that people can keep their dogs and we can empty Detroit Animal Control to fix the problem at the source. Now, are you a, a no-kill shelter? Yes, we are the first in uh, no-kill shelter in Detroit, which means that we uh, won't kill any dogs for space reasons, for behavioral reasons, for medical reasons. We'll, we'll do what it takes. Now, obviously, that means that there is a certain portion. If a dog has incredible cancer and this dog's not going to make it, we're not going to make it live a painful next few months. We will euthanize first. Uh, humane reasons, but other than that, and you know, I don't think people realize that when you are a no-kill shelter, that puts an enormous financial burden on the shelter. So, like you said, if you can't place a dog, you're kind of stuck with it, and you have to take care of that dog's needs and give them a uh, comfortable, you know, uh, existence. Absolutely. Right? What we need are fosters, and that's a big key. And that was my question. A lot of folks, they want to be foster parents, and you know they, they want to help out as much as they can. What does it take to be a foster parent? It takes a good attitude. We need a good attitude and determination. A lot of these dogs, like you're saying, that get stuck and they need help, they really need a dedicated foster. Like I was saying before, when we do a home check, sometimes dog has never seen stairs. Stairs sure. freak them out. And being in a foster home really gets the dogs used to that home experience so they can get that experience, and when the adopter does come around, they're already ready to go. So right. we definitely need fosters who are willing to put in the work and do the training and work with us to help these dogs find a happy life. Now, Absolutely. the training, do you provide training after the pet is adopted, or do you have some sort of resource? So while they're with us, they get trained uh, at our shelter. All our training staff has learned tremendously from canine turbo training. Uh, they're the training resource we use. We recommend going to their seminars and all kinds of stuff they do. Um, after a dog's adopted, we will recommend that you get training through canine turbo. They do puppy classes. Um, Obviously, you adopt a dog, it's your own dog. We can't force you to do anything, but that's definitely what we recommend everyone to do. And that really helps keep, even if you don't adopt a dog from us, if you get it from anywhere else, training from Canine Turbo also is a really great resource. So what do you have against cats? I personally love cats. We actually have a cat in our office at Detroit Animal Control. We saw a cat that had uh, FIV, which means he uh, will die rather young is what it usually means. Um, and so... We, my our director, Christina, her little heart couldn't take it. Oh. So he's been at our office for a little bit, and I'm hoping to take him home myself soon. Oh, there you nice. go. 
That is awesome. So, uh, breed-wise, mm-hmm. I see a lot of things about pit bulls when yeah. you're talking about the Detroit Dog Rescue, mm-hmm. but you're not breed-specific? We are not breed-specific, so a big thing about no-kill is we take whatever is going to be killed. So we go to Detroit Animal Control all the time. We try and empty their shelters so that they don't have to put any dogs down. We take a lot of huge medical cases, which is where a lot of the financial burden comes in. Um, the population of the Detroit stray population is a lot of pits, so we do have a lot of pits. We've been seeing a lot of shepherds a lot right lately, and there's a lot of labs down there too, so right. it just depends on what we find. So now the advocacy that you guys do is, is more than just the fundraising and more than just rescuing the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina, is, uh, is she, one of the, she one of the founders? Uh, she was there, I believe, earlier towards the beginning. Um, I wasn't there, so I can't give you the best up-to-date right, right. information But she's like kind of that. the top dog, as it were, right yeah, now? Yeah, she's the executive director, yeah. And okay. she's been around heavily for a lot of the time. I believe 2014, when that new shelter came, is when she took her uh, big step to leadership. Okay. But don't quote me on that. Well, now, because I'll see Christina on the news, mm-hmm. and, and she, you guys actively prosecute people. You do a lot of legal work to try to keep... You know, just bad yeah. dog owners from being dog owners again. Yeah, that's something recent, actually. Uh, we work with Detroit, the city of Detroit. Um, we try and avoid it. Sometimes it's unavoidable, and those are the situations we get in. So, we, like I was saying previously, we do a lot of outreach. So, we go either on people who ask us for help with a dog house or food, or sometimes people will call and say, my neighbor's dog is outside 24-7. Go check on him. So, when we see those cases that could be prosecuted we go there and we try and offer information and resources we don't want to prosecute people we want to say hey here's how you can best take care of your dog we'll help you do it now when you run into a situation where someone says it's that freezing rain a few weeks ago and i'm not taking my dog inside no way we need to call the police so the dog doesn't freeze to death outside sure good for you Uh. I'll, I'll bet they have a little bit of a heavy hand with that. Oh, It'd yeah. be a shame if something happened in that shiny new car out front. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about your dog. Yeah, that wasn't me. Hands up. Uh, so when you're when you're prosecuting these things, how do you? Because legal expenses are, are enormous. Do you have some attorneys you work with? Um, I believe we do have some attorneys. To be honest, most of that information would come from Christina herself. Uh, a lot of it is the city that's prosecuting, oh, not good. necessarily ourselves. Good, you're just um, there testifying and yeah. Right so on. we we work with them. We we work with Animal Control a lot too, and I believe they have their own prosecutors at Animal Control that work for the city, and they're the ones who do the the, the major work. We're kind of their little helpers. Awesome. So Dustin, how much money do you hope to raise today? I mean, an event like this, what do you hope Ooh. to do? I would say. I mean, I hope for a million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Who's next? A million dollars. Yeah, it, it all depends One on the million. Yeah. Dollars. We we get what we can get, and every support really counts, and everything matters. A vaccine can go five dollars. We'll vaccinate one of these puppies so that they can be adopted tomorrow. Wow. So, uh, how many of these events do you do on a monthly basis or throughout the year? As many as we can. Um, we're at an event at least weekly, usually, sometimes twice per week. Um, we get we go all across the city, all across metro, bars, warehouses, pet stores, doing adoption events and, and raising money adopting dogs. So who are you working with tonight, and uh, how did that come about? Tonight we're here with uh, Detroit Shipping Company, obviously, and Alaskan Brewing Company. We recently did an event with them at Slows as well, Alaskan, oh, and so nice. we've been hanging out with them a few times. They're really great. They're yeah. really uh, do- big dog lovers and help us out a ton. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk to them and get their story about the Alaskan Brewing Company as well. <laughs> I but, uh, so what's next? What's next for the Detroit Dog Rescue? You said that the, the shelter you have right now mm-hmm. can hold 24 dogs yep. for now, yeah. which kind of leads us to believe where are you going next? You know exactly where I was heading. So we got a new shelter space donated to us a little over a year ago. Um, it's on the west side of Detroit. Oh, So that shelter is under renovation, should be done by the end of this year, and that will allow us to add on another, I believe, 40 to 60 dogs will be able to house there, which hugely boosts our numbers. Um, and also it's a bigger building in general, so we'll be able to have a, a stronger hub for our operations. And hopefully that will allow us to really you know, save a lot more lives and get a lot more efficient work done. Now, the, the other thing was such a, a, a bigger facility. Mm-hmm. There's a lot bigger obligation, utilities, taking care of the dogs. Is there state money available that you, you guys are able to access? That's a good question. Um, I don't believe so, but I don't have the best answer for that. That would okay. be a Christina question as well. Yeah, right on. We are known for being, uh, and we're prideful of this, we're funded a lot of our money compared to a lot of other uh, nonprofits is from small individual donations. We are not getting a lot of, you know, $500,000 donations from this or from that. We do really well on just these five to $10, $20 donations from the everyday Detroiter. And that, it makes us so proud. It makes us so happy. We've got the city support behind us and we couldn't do it without you. Now, how big is the network of volunteers that you have? The volunteers, we've got hundreds of volunteers who've been here from the start even, some who come in starting just a week ago. Uh, they come and they help us do outreach. They w- really help keep the shelter running. The shelter basically runs on volunteers. Uh, as you see here at the event, there's a, maybe only one or two staff here. The rest of us are all volunteers. And DDR runs on volunteers. And that's another example of people from the city. Everyone really cares about these dogs. And, and what's your website, your Facebook? or wh- wh- Where do you want people to go to help out? Definitely go to our website, DetroitDogRescue.com, and follow us on Facebook. Facebook, we're constantly posting. You'll see all. That's the best way to keep up to date on what we're doing and what we're seeing. The website's got all the best information. If you're looking to make a difference or ask a question, and you can always email us straight from there. So you got some very cool T-shirts that are on sale. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you you partner up with people that help you out. Does anybody want to shout out the T-shirt people that hooked you up, or anybody the else that people have done are some fantastic. great stuff? We get printed at Triple Thread and Jay's Silk Screening. Okay. Um, we've got a lot of partners that help us out. If you check our Facebook, is where you'll see all. It's an innumerable list of different companies and individuals who are helping us out every day. DetroitDogRescue.com. You got Detroit it. DetroitDogRescue.com. Dog thanks uh, for your work, man. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks work. for having Thank us, and, and thanks for your support. It really means yeah, a lot. Yeah, you got it, man. We love the, we love the puppies. Yes. And uh, we think that one fellow might be coming home with us. I'm not sure. I huh. hope so. I saw be. Confetti back there. Confetti is she's very cute. cute. That's, that's, cute. The one, that's mine. No, is that yours? Oh, mine. There's, there's a few fights going on over Confetti. Uh, You're not the only ones. Uh-oh. <laughs> Right on. Dustin, thank you so much. So DetroitDogRescue.com, and uh, we'll be hanging out again, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Dustin. The the Detroit Shipping Company, Doing It Live, Podcast Detroit, Animal Talk. And, uh, boy, it's just fun. It's fun. Dustin it's was fun. Blast, right? uh, good information. A lot of dedicated people. That's, that's really impressive when people take time out of their busy day to... And it's not just taking time. If an animal has to be rescued at 3 in the morning, someone's going out. Oh, they are, yeah. And, and rescuing that dog. Which is, they, they do the 911 calls. They go out and they, they do it. And they get help from so many people in the community and then from the state and just even across the nation, people are reaching out. 
to help the Detroit Dog Rescue, like the folks at the Alaskan Brewing Company. Yeah, what's the connection between dogs and beer? I I don't know. The Iditarod. It's got to be the yeah, Iditarod. The Iditarod is coming up. It's uh, launching very soon. <laughs> but uh, we have with us Taylor. She is the uh, regional sales director for the Alaskan Brewing Company. Taylor, thanks for uh, being on Animal Talk. Yeah, thanks for having me here, guys. So how did you guys form a relationship with the uh, Detroit Dog Rescue? Um, well, it's really important for us because we are located in Juneau, Alaska. And so the beer Stay travels a really long way to get here. Um, and of course, naturally, we battle, you know, local breweries and things like that for sales. But it's all downhill, though, right? I mean, when you look at a map, <laughs> not that Yeah, tough, everything is just it? travels yeah, south right. and over, naturally. Yeah. Um, but it is really important to us as a company to somehow form a connection locally. Sure. And uh, one of the beers that we brew is called Husky IPA. So we do have, obviously, an affection for Huskies being in Alaska. Um, but with Husky IPA, we really wanted to bring something more local. So we actually do these events all over the country. And okay. we let the bars choose a local charity that they would like that's animal-related um, that gives back to dogs, whether it's a rescue, whether they train dogs for injured vets. Um, you know, it, it can be anything of their choosing. And so um, Detroit Dog Rescue, we've done a few events with them, and they've been awesome to work with. So we'd like to do more events with them in Michigan, okay. um, specifically in this area. So it's just a way for us to kind of bring ourselves more locally now and give money back locally. How long have you had distribution in Michigan? Uh, we've been in distribution here about five years. About five years? Okay. Yeah. Yes, you're relatively new then. I used to drink a lot of IPAs, and I, I never really uh, had a chance to sample Alaskan. So, but I'm sure you have more than IPAs. What, what else do you have? Yeah, yeah. So um, our flagship brand is Amber. Okay. That's, that's a beer that we... That's actually what I'm drinking right here. That's my um, next go-to. So yeah. I've been drinking the IPA. I'm going to try out the Amber here. So. Yeah, our Amber is fantastic. As far as Ambers go, for those who don't drink a ton of beer, um, Ambers are typically pretty malty and sweet. But our Amber, we use fresh fed glacier water. Um, and so it really Why gives, wouldn't you? You're right, in Alaska. You we have the to. freshest water in the world. I, uh, <laughs> right. People always ask me if we'll ever be brewed, you know, in the lower 48. And the answer yeah. is no, no, because we cannot mimic the water that we have. Okay, so everything is, is brewed and bottled in Alaska? Yes, we are brewed and bottled in Juneau, Alaska. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, that's interesting, because from what, that's the capital, yes? yes? Yes. Juneau is the capital. And from what I understand, it is the only capital that you cannot drive to. You have to arrive correct. by plane or by boat. That is correct. Really? So you are ship when you say you are shipping it out, you are literally shipping, shipping it out of yes. Juno. Yes. So it's it's funny because I hear different versions of this come back to me, but the reality is that we're landlocked, meaning we're surrounded by mountains and water. Um, the version that comes back to me is that Juno is an island and, you know, some other things. But the reality is, you know, the people who live in Juno, who work at our brewery, um, they are landlocked. So there literally is an end of the road that they talk about. Okay. Like it's, it's almost like a, not necessarily a tourist destination, but they'll say, oh, you know, I drive my kids to the end of the road. It's uh -huh. like a scenic tour. Uh -huh. The road ends. 
and you can go the opposite it direction. It doesn't. That but little you, gate folds you, down. You right, right. cannot drive on, like out of Juno. The gate folds down, and then you're into the Batcave. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's what that is. So how did you end up with uh, Alaskan Brewing? I mean, I, I take it you're from here? You're a regional manager? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, how did you I end am, up with Alaskan Yeah, I, I'm a Michigan native. Um, oh. I worked for a distributor for the last 10 years. So I had sold Alaskan beer through a distributor. So I was a rep at a distributor. Um, fell in love with the beer. So obviously, naturally, as they had a position open, I said, I got to work for this company. So That seems like a heck of a, uh, um, a stretch to... I mean, it's a pretty competitive market in Michigan. Um, so yeah, to, to be brewed in... Uh, is it a cave, Juno? Is that what we said? Is it a cave? Yeah, it's a cave. It's a cave. It's a cave. <laughs> to be brewed no, in a cave. It's an island, remember? Like an yeah. island cave. <laughs> it's an island cave, yeah. yeah. And then and ship it all the way down here, roll it down the, the map. Yeah. Uh, this seems like you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage right off the bat. Um, it is because, so what people don't realize is we have about a week on a barge to get to Seattle. And then from Seattle, we're shipped. We're in 22 states right now. So... Um, we're then driven by semi through the rest of the country. Um, we have a few things that help us out. Um, obviously, shipping costs are a huge disadvantage for us. Um, but being in Juneau and being landlocked, some of the, I guess, difficulties that we have that most people wouldn't think of in brewing is a lot of, if you take like a Michigan brewery, for example, they'll take their spent grain and donate it or sell it to local farms. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we don't have cows in Juneau, yeah, per okay. se. So we don't have farms that we can just give our you spent grain seals. to. So, yeah. So um, what we were doing for years was actually paying to have that spent grain shipped on a barge out of Juneau. Um, so not only did that get costly, we had to find other ways um, to make our brewery more sustainable and also more eco-friendly. So um, we invested in a mash filter press, which we were trying to burn our spent grain, but the spent grain really would just burn like a wet pancake. We sure. could get it to burn for a little bit, but not right. not long-lasting enough to actually power anything. Yeah. Um, so after we invested in this mash filter press and we had a nice dry product, then we could you know, burn that. And so we actually burn our spent grain and the steam from that powers our brewery. Oh, that's wonderful. I've, so I've, I've never heard that it. metaphor. It burns like yeah. a wet pancake. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I heard it from someone at the my, brewery. They my told love me that. burns for you um, like a wet pancake. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. So we have what we call beer powered beer, which ah. is really cool. And we also invested in, um, we used to have to bring in CO2 for the brewing process. Yeah. Um, and now we actually capture the CO2 that's naturally created in the brewing process. We reclaim that CO2 and then use it for kegging and everything else. So we haven't had to purchase CO2 in years. So it's we've, basically we've done a perpetual a of, motion machine. Yes, yes, we are. We've done a lot of really cool things perpetual that uh, make our brewery very unique. It's so. a beautiful IPA. It really is. It's a beautiful IPA. Thank you I very much. It. You're having the Husky? Yes. The Husky IPA? Yes. Yeah, it's me, fantastic beer. Brian's taking a sniff. Smells, smells good. Yeah, smells good. It's I developed a, a really IPA. good nose for uh, IPAs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, exclusively Mosaic Cops in the in the Husky IPA. So nice. it has a really nice, bright scent to it that you're smelling, but no. still seven percent. So oh, okay. Wow. Now yeah. throughout the U.S., do uh, do all the regions work with uh, rescues, or is this is this? Yeah, unique? so we do these events across the country, and like I said, we're um, we let the bars choose a local charity 
to work okay. with, so we really like to give back locally. Okay. Um, but across the country, just in 2018, we donated over $50,000 to local charities. Awesome. That's impressive. That's all, awesome. All dog-related. It's amazing. You know, like I said, whether that was, you know, rescue animals or yeah, or anything yeah. of the like. So. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so is, uh, is, is Alaskan actually served here at the Detroit Shipping Company? Yes, yes. It, 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 I, that's, I'm drinking no, an Alaskan I mean, Amber. Okay, because, uh, again, I don't drink anymore. So oh, I, okay. I, so down here, it's always... Is it on tap here at the Detroit it Shipping is, Company? Yep. Yeah? So okay. we have the Alaskan Amber on tap and also the Alaskan Husky. Awesome. Okay. Yep. Yes. Well, good. Do you want one? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll. Somebody's making a beer run. Yeah, we need a, we need a beer run in, in just a minute. But uh, I, I like that. You're helping out the, the, the rescues locally, and that's uh, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, so. we love working with it. And who doesn't love dogs? Sure. Exactly. So if and if you them, don't hey, love dogs, you, And who doesn't love beer? You. So it's, hey, right. if you buy beer, we'll give back to the dogs. There it's win-win. It's just a natural. It. And uh, tonight, it's, uh, the Detroit Shipping Company is a unique place because you can't have dogs in the building. Uh, not in the food service area, but there's a few other parts of the shipping company where people get to hang out. And be with their puppies. So uh, came together nicely. So thank you so much. Uh, is there a website for the Alaskan Brewing Company? Can people can is there like a store locator or a bar locator? People can find it wherever they might be. Yeah, our website is alaskanbeer.com. Um, you can find all kinds of information about our beer. Um, and we also do have a store locator. So you can go on there and find out where to purchase our beer uh, in your area. We are in most chain stores. So you can find our six packs on the shelf as well. You know, interesting thing about the website, the website is powered by caribou droppings. <laughs> amazing. That's absolutely amazing. That is, that is just about perfect. Taylor, thank you so much. Well, Taylor, before you go, though, uh, broccoli. Oh, Who yeah. Who calls their dog broccoli? Well, you know. So, Taylor, your dog is at home. All right, home. there's a story yeah. behind that. So. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I really wish there were a story oh. behind it because, of course, everybody wants to hear the story as to how my dog got the name broccoli. Sure. However, I do not have a story. I just knew that I wanted to name my dog broccoli. So, I would see dogs and I'd be like, that's a broccoli dog. Like, so I probably got to have her. So, at the age of three, her. you said, I'm going to have a dog named broccoli. No, this was like at the age of 25, right. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then I, I found her. Well, she found me. I rescued her. She is a rescue dog, okay. and yes, yeah, she is at home right now. And All right. Um, as much as I would love to take some of these puppies home with me, I don't think she'd be very happy about it. She is definitely an only child, so. So, yeah. All right. So you're not just uh, an advocate. You're a dog lover, too. You got broccoli at home. Absolutely. That just kills me. The dog's name is broccoli. <laughs> I love that. All right, Taylor, Well, the thank cat's you. name is banana, so oh. it, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much. We appreciate you taking time and, and hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you so much for Thanks, having us. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go try uh, we're gonna go try some of the Alaskan husky. Alaskan I'll, husky. Yeah, I'll buy you one. Oh. I'll hey. buy you a couple. Getting bitter by the minute. <laughs> right on. All of a sudden we're in the man cave. I like it. All right, Taylor, thank you so much. Detroit Shipping Company Animal Talk. We're doing it live out on the deck and uh, the podcast Detroit Studios. Helping people with their pets. That's uh, what we're here to do. We were talking to the Alaskan Brewing Company. So, Brian, what is the, uh, what is the westernmost state in the United States? The westernmost state? Uh, oh, this is going to be a trick. It's Hawaii, isn't it? No. Is it what Alaska? Is it? it actually is Alaska. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I thought, the, I what is the trick? The, 
Huh? I thought it was a trick. I'm usually good at this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is, what is the easternmost state? Easternmost state is Maine. You think so? I think the easternmost so. state? Once again, Alaska. There are, oh. there are an, an island chain. Yeah, uh, it crosses, that, that over, crosses that, over. That's a trick into question. The, the other hemisphere, yeah. That was mean, James. That is a great trivia question. That is, uh, that's it. So now you have to get dunked because you were wrong. Twice. So next time you're playing Trivial Pursuits. That's I'm good at this stuff, too. <laughs> honest. <laughs> that is it. I got a, a couple email questions here. If I could find one. All right, here it is. So I adopted a, a real sweet three-year-old terrier mix about a week ago. He doesn't get along with the eight-year-old Chinese crested that I have. This absolutely breaks my heart. Um, I just I lost a dog a month ago, and I wanted a new puppy to join the family. He's potty trained, ready to go. Um, the pound said he was neglected by his previous owners, uh, and he will not get along with uh, my Chinese crested uh, he was super skinny. He's eating. He's thriving. But they just, they just are not cohabitating. I'm afraid I might have to take him back to the shelter. Uh, it's been three weeks so far. How can I help acclimate him so I don't have to take him back to the shelter? Well, you know what, Jamie? This could be a, it could be a perception thing because um, a lot of times folks think, you know, dogs spar. And yeah, there, yeah. there's an adjustment period. That, and that sparring includes growling and barking, a little bit of nipping. If she's not taking the dogs to the vet every other day, it's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. You know, um, years ago, when the, when the first dog parks came about, when I started hearing about dog parks, I thought, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Dogs are going to kill each other. You throw a bunch of dogs loose in an enclosed area, very rarely is there a problem. But, you know, uh, owners hate to see their dog upset and growling and barking. I would let it go. If, if they're not physically injured and don't, don't put them apart, don't keep them in separate rooms, let them figure out their own thing. Right. Dogs have been getting along with other dogs for a very long time. As long as they, like, so you got a terrier, but I'd be afraid because those Chinese crested, they're like crazy little chihuahua. Yeah. Just super skinny. But a terrier, I don't think it's like super out, outsized by a, a terrier. Right. Yeah, like I said, it, it may be the other way around. Maybe the small dog is just going nuts, you know, uh, fighting with the, the big yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would let it go unless, like yeah. I said, there's, they, they actually get into it and they're hurting each other every time they fight. As long as they're not, like, drawing blood. Yeah, let right. it go. Let, let them let find it go. their way. They'll figure out their own deal. They're, they're, they're equipped to do it. Dogs are pack animals. You call and, that the pecking order. Is yeah. that correct? And it's very rare for dogs not to find that pecking order. Huh. And, you know, the, the rule is... You put two dogs, uh, three dogs, four dogs together, they'll figure out that pecking order, like you sure. said, Matt. Uh, but once in a while, once in a great while, that doesn't happen. But it's rare. So I would, I would let them go at it. Let's see what happens. Have fun. Maybe right. take bets. We're having fun. There's uh, people to talk to. There's dogs to pet. We're down here at the Detroit Shipping Company with the Detroit Dog Rescue. I want to go pet some dogs. Uh, I got to go see confetti. Are you going to take one home? Huh? Are you going to take one home? That's up to Colleen. Colleen's <laughs> here, so... We shall see. The boss is here. I leave it to the boss, yes. <laughs> but, you have uh, to fight Brian for confetti. Yeah. You're the boss. You get to pick if we get to take a dog home or not. Colleen. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, no. I'm going in there and I'm She's getting a dog. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're taking one home. There it is. The boss has so. spoken. Well, that'll do it for us uh, at the uh, Detroit Dog Rescue event, the Detroit Shipping Company, Podcast Detroit, Animal Talk, and uh, Alaskan Brewing Company. Thank them for 
being so generous with the cocktails and being generous with the uh, the Detroit Dog Rescue. So if you'd like to help out the DDR, it's just DetroitDogRescue.org.com. And uh, find their Facebook page. They're super active on Facebook. You can see all the news things that are happening with them. And uh, that'll do it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate right. you uh, working so hard. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Storm in the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a hair. Bye-bye.